All right, and welcome back to another episode of the Tooth and Transparency Podcast with your host, Brother X, and... Hi, my name is who? My name is what? My name is <laughs> the culture scientist! And this is why we took a break, because she's gone cur- stir-crazy. shout out to the queen seat for my namesake shirt okay it is fly i don't have it on today i had it on yesterday but it was wonderful and i loved it and thank you for my graduation gift that's all and here on the truth and transparency podcast we all we talk openly and honestly about all different subjects whether or not the culture scientist is sane in the membrane <laughs> whether or not people like t-shirts and we'll talk about random feed picks. We're not gonna get into that today's episode. <laughs> so in today's episode, we're, we got some we got some stuff. We're been we're back after a week long break. Uh, hopefully you checked out the last couple of episodes. Um, I do want to make the disclaimer, and I'll probably put this before the episode. But um, with the platform that we use called Anchor, we're having some uh, they're having some technical issues with Apple Podcasts. Um, we try to figure it out. Try to figure out the resolution to it. So. It's, they're getting an influx of other new podcasts, so it can affect how things are being pushed out. So if you're ever having an issue finding the podcast on Apple Podcasts, you can always check it out on Spotify or go to our website, which is in the show notes, and you can always find any other place where you can stream your podcast. Because listens are important, plays are important, shares are important, comments are important, because you want to make sure this thing grows, man. We're trying to take things to the next level. We're trying to level up in this offseason. Shout out to J. Cole. You know what it is. Ghost status. We get you should have a ghost sound, but we don't. But what we're going to do first is get started with our first segment of the podcast for those who are listening for the first time, which is I Just Think It's Funny, where we share a funny but oh, – oh, oh, I forgot. Oh, I'm sorry. Y'all still here? Oh, yeah. We actually have some guests here. Um so let's start off with um, the five-foot Queen C. Giving her all her inches. Uh, that's not my job. <laughs> Y'all gonna stop disrespecting me. I have five-foot one and a half. I gave you your inches. How's that work? Listen. Don't worry about it. We figured it out. Don't worry about I'm it. I'm 5'10", according to my doctor. Listen, though. But nobody come for you in your height. Can hey. I do my intro? Yes, I'm sorry. We're professionals. No, <laughs> we are all family. You love us. Uh, back at it again, your girl Queen C. Fun size, five foot one and a half inches of fluff and fun. And you are so welcome, the cultured scientist. That was for your graduation. And if anybody deserves it, it is you. Thank you, thank you. And um. What, what does he do now? He He's my unpaid engineer, my audio tech person, my tech support, my social media coordinator, my sound engineer, my best friend, Mr. Smith. Introduce Uber yourself. driver. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. 
<laughs> it's your favorite feds, favorite fed, and favorite all the other jobs that Professor X literally just said. Uh, Mr. Smith, AKA. My name is Jeff. And uh, y'all done messed up now. The donations, the GoFundMe, all that, y'all done got me a soundboard. It's a wrap now. Barely. Uh, we, we done gave this man too much power. So any random noises- I'm you... okay with this because I can just appear. <laughs> I mean, this is great. Oh my gosh. So getting back on track with today's episode, we're gonna start off with the segment, I Just Think It's Funny, where we talk about different stories or personal experiences that we have that we find funny or annoying in the most non-funny way possible. And we have a two for for this segment. We actually got a couple of different stories I wanna to touch on, but the first one, has to do with Joe Rogan and and woke culture. Um, so the culture scientist, can you read the, the title for me, please? Joe Rogan says white men are being silenced by woke culture. His way, he's way out of line. Is he though? All right. So go ahead and read that for me. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Use the voice I like. <clears throat> Few men are as popular with young men as Joe Rogan. The Joe Rogan Experience is the most popular podcast in the world with around 11 million unique listeners per episode and 2 million downloads per month. And with 71% male listenership, men around the world value what he has to say. Of the thousands of raw and open discussions Rogan has had with interesting men and women from a variety of backgrounds, professions, and political persuasions. I laughed recently, <laughs> sorry, <clears throat> when Rogan seriously suggested that straight white men are being silenced by woke culture. A little bit, read the, continue, read, read the last part right there, yep. He says, it'll eventually get to, in some, the bracket parentheses, a point where, close brackets, parentheses, bracket thingy, straight. <laughs> Ooh, you sure you don't need me to take this over? I got it. Okay. <laughs> Stop selling on. It would eventually get to a point where straight white men are not allowed to talk because it's privileged to express yourself when other people of color have been silenced throughout history. Rogan is the opposite of canceled. Rogan has a podcast with a massive, yes, with a massive and at times cult-like following that is not controlled by any network or radio station, therefore does not have to answer to an HR department or manager, not to mention the cheeky little US 100 million deal he signed with Spotify. Spotify, we love you though. Rogan literally cannot be silenced. All right, that part right there. So for the listeners at home and for what uh, the culture scientists just shared, that's the basic gist of it. So first and foremost, they kind of summed up what I, my thoughts were, but sir, woke culture and it has its flaws. We can always talk about that on another episode. Absolutely. But sir, when in the history of human beings has a white man, white male, white man, let alone white people ever truly been silenced for their opinion or had to be held accountable? 
It's just now getting to that point in 2021, and people are kicking and screaming, barely doing that. So for you to say woke culture or what I think he may be speaking to is being unable to speak your mind. They able to say outrageous and inappropriate and um, racist in some cases or discriminatory comments, you're being held accountable, which I think most people are like, yeah, woke culture has its laws, but more times than not, it's the core of it is trying to keep accountable people accountable for their comments and what they say. So when you say that white men are being silenced, dog, you 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 can't really say that when you were literally on a platform where you can say wherever you want and you're getting paid to do it. Make that make sense. Um, Queen C, Mr. Smith, y'all have any thoughts about that? Um, I know normally I, I make a joke, but I'm gonna be serious for a moment. Until white straight men reach the point where they're being lynched, where they are having their houses burned to the ground, mobs coming after them with flaming pitchforks, being killed in the street for no reason, uh, reason other than their sexuality or the color of their skin, Miss me with that bullshit. Period. That's what I gotta say. That's real. Um, so for me, I mean, like you guys said, we could have a whole nother conversation about woke culture in another episode, but um, it's like you guys said, you're you have it's you've had such power for years, like decades of just being able to do whatever the hell you want to do. And because you're not allowed to talk the way you talked in the 50s and the 60s or whatever, or because you can't say what you want to say about people of color, you're now like, oh, you know, it's, it, it, we're, we're not going to be allowed to do what we want to do and we're, we're going to be canceled by what culture. Well, you can do what you want to do, just don't let it be offensive to another uh, race or culture. And again, don't get me wrong. There are certain things where it's like, all right, that's a bit much. But for the most part, you like we said, we can have a conversation of just normal talking and we're not going to offend anybody and not be canceled by woke culture. But because you can't say, you know, oh, uh, I, I don't like how this black person looked at me. Well, yeah, because that's we've always heard that. And that usually, it, as, as Queen C said, that usually is with somebody getting lynched or shot, or arrested, or something along those lines. So I'm just, you know, like, you gotta look at that at, at the big picture of, if it's gonna hurt somebody like physically, yeah, we, we don't wanna do that. So, I mean, and like you said, dude, you're getting a hundred mil. You got a hundred million dollars. Like, what what homeboy say off the ATL? You got a Picasso in your house. Like, bro, shut up. <laughs> like, uh, you can miss me, like the woe is me, whole mindset of white men that god forbid they're ever inconvenienced or pushed out of their comfort zone and made to feel like oh i don't know a minority because minorities don't get treated badly at all do they guys but i'm gonna leave you on that note and we're actually going to move into the next thing on i just think is funny so quick background information for those who are not aware um there is this gentleman i want to make sure i say his name correctly because i don't need him to come for me um, a young man by the name of, I think he might be, actually be a little bit about around our age. I'm not sure. But the name, his name is Kwame Brown. 
So he is a former number one NBA uh, draft pick by the Washington Wizards, drafted by uh, Michael Jordan. And he didn't necessarily live up to the hype that was put on him because he came straight out of high school. And he had a he had a solid career. I think he was in the league for about 10, 12 years, somewhere in that ballpark. So, I mean, mind you, he had a quality career. But because he didn't live up to the hype, a lot of sports analysts and radio personalities made him the butt of many of jokes about him being a bust, which is defined as not a draft pick that didn't really live up to hype or pan out the way that they the team wanted them to. And fast forward to the most recent is that on the podcast called All the Smoke, All the Smoke podcast, the host, Matt Barnes and Stephen, Stephen Jackson had Gilbert Arenas on, another NBA player that played with Kwame Brown. And they basically were throwing some shade and some shots at Kwame Brown about his time being there. Mind you, Kwame Brown hasn't said nothing to nobody. He's been minding his business, going about his life, minding his own black business. So basically, they said all that stuff, and um, Kwame Brown decided to choose violence ever since. So, um, Mr. Smith, can you play the clip? That in America right now, boy, white people are scared to talk about black people right now as a whole. And you niggas getting on camera every day talking about black males. That's all you niggas do. You want to sit here and make me look a certain way, boy? When a nigga, some nigga done ate your food. Some Derek Fisher done open your doors to your house. <laughs> Derek Fisher got your keys to your truck. You bitch ass nigga, send some gas money so you can pick them kids up. Yeah. Now what you do, nigga? You niggas want to sit on TV and act like y'all niggas perfect and you can't respect when a man tell you you wrong, bro. Well, then let the gloves come off. The only joke you got is about basketball. I got a joke about your life, you punk bitch. The fuck is you talking about? What is Derek Fisher? Is he the mentor or the stepdaddy or what? Because he your mentor too, you punk. So to help out the listeners and allow the rest of my guests to collect themselves, <laughs> um, for those who don't know, Matt Barnes had an issue back um, with his ex-wife where apparently Derek Fisher, another NBA player, um, started dating said wife or after they got divorced, started dating the wife and there was a whole drama. Matt Barnes apparently drove all the way up to Derek Fisher's house and was trying to fight old boy over him being dating his ex-wife. But that's a whole other story for another time and an episode of Basketball Wives. But we're not here for that. So, again, Kwame Brown, basically, the people on the other podcast were throwing some love taps, some, some light jabs. Kwame Brown came with a fucking Mike Tyson haymaker. He said, don't come for me today. I'm not in the mood. You're right. Who? And mind you, it would have it ended there. But there's more. Because Charlemagne the God decided he wanted to have comments or say something about uh, Kwame Brown because, yes, he had all the time. Because um, apparently Kwame Brown and Charlemagne grew up in the same area of South Carolina, which, okay, cool, you may know about him. But mind you, again, you inserted yourself and talked about something that had nothing to do with you. You stepped in these verbal streets and Kwame Brown gave you the beast by Dre verbally. Mr. Smith, do we have that clip? Nah, we don't have that one because it 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 was it's 
not safe for work. We'll just say that. <laughs> there are certain things that we cannot be truthfully and transparent about. <laughs> but you can look it up if you need to find it. Go ahead. Nah, I just, so, you know, uh, firstly, the summarization of that clip. Not Jesus, not me. Cause I throw hands. Like, the, the, first of all, that, that, that's, that's what Kwame Brown was saying. Like, literally, you, first of all, I don't know how I feel that if someone comes up to me and says, boy, like he did, he got crunchy straight. I'm not fighting him. He, I'm he, not fighting no, him. No, he about, he, I promise you, he looked like the deacon at church that throw people out of church when they steal money from the collection plate. All the Southern. Like you heard all every bit of all of the southern yes. bread. Like you know he ate alligator on the regular. <laughs> you know like, he got some black forces. He just waiting to put on. Oh yeah, he no, probably he had him on in the clip. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he probably do. Like my man got hush puppies in his pocket right now. That's how crushed <laughs> my man is. And mind you, this is no disrespect because Farmer Brown, I know you don't know me, and I don't want to end up on one of your Instagram lives. Please don't do that to me. I mean, I you. I like Violet sometimes, so I'm not mad at the studio. But yeah, let's just say that he not made me get oh man. Um, before I share my la my thoughts, uh, Queen, see any other thoughts you might have? Uh, I I just know he came from the same petty cloth that I did. <laughs> he was your spirit animal. If I had a spirit animal, it would be Kwame Brown. I'm telling you. That is something I thought I'd never hear this one say. But yes. I mean, it was straight petty. It was. But um, yeah, he even came for other uh, sports analysts like uh, Stephen A. Smith. Because, who boy, for those who are into sports, he used to be the go-to uh, phrase for us for Steve Smith, Stephen A. Smith. I also talked about Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless was like, oh, he sounds very interesting. We should have a podcast. And steered the clear fuck out the way. It was like, mm -mm, I ain't got time for this. Because mind you, this is just a prime example of like, yo, he won't hurt nobody. He won't bother nobody. He won't do nothing to nobody. And you brought him up. And of course, yeah, you want, you're on a podcast. You're going to discuss stuff. But I mean, be mindful. Gilbert Arenas, you can't really talk that much because you brought a gun into the arena. As he, brought, he brought several. I remember that story. I was like, oh, oh, oh. I'm about to say, make sure your house is clear. Mm-hmm. Don't be, don't be throwing stones when your house is made of glass, buddy. All don't I shoot the house up. That. Please don't shoot the house, house up. <laughs> don't allow your mouth to write a check that your ass cannot cash. Because I promise you, because apparently Matt Barnes was sending uh, Kwame some DMs, talking about they should fight. I'm like, dog, correct me if I'm wrong. Kwame Brown's like almost seven foot tall, right? Yeah, six he's like six ten. He's like 6'9", six, 6'10". Six, so, and mind you, Matt Barnes, you tall, but you not Kwame Brown tall. Like, you outweigh-classed by him. Yeah. I I, I think, and, and we also got to mention one other thing. In another video clip, when he's going after all of the analysts, Stephen A. Smith, Skip Bayless, all that, he, he doesn't even refer to Matt Barnes as Matt Barnes. He refers to Matt Barnes as Becky with the good hair. And he, that's what he calls him the entire clip. And I'm just like, you sung about Derek Fisher running his kids, right? Jesus Christ. You sung about the fact that this man has the keys to your truck and is hitting your wife in your house. Damn! Damn! 
I, I don't, I don't like, I, if you, if he has that much unfuck it all to say some stuff like that, I'm not testing him. I'm not when testing he, him. I think he said it in the, in one of his videos. He's like, dog, I ain't got nothing to lose. Like people already talk about me, see me as a buzz. Like dog, all you got on me is stuff about basketball. Like I stuff about your life. And when a nigga goes about, out, go after you about your life, he hit him with the eight mile treatment. Tell these people something they don't know about me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but we're going to move on to the next segment, which is share a truth with the class. And this week we got another two for, for that. So the first one is a little bit on the lighter side. Um, and the other one's a little bit more serious. I want to give time to that because I, I, I got some thoughts. I know everybody on this podcast probably has some thoughts about it. So I was strolling the, the social media streets and um, shout out to Kev on stage. He brought this story to my attention. But um, culture scientists, can you please read the title of this uh, article? Food Network signs Guy Ferrari to a three-year, eight-million contract extension. What, what was that? I don't know. All right, so for those who couldn't make out what she was saying in that accent, <laughs> basically the Food Network signed Guy Ferrari, Flavor Town. I was going to repeat it, dang. <laughs> blonde hair Poppy. Got signed to a three-year, $80 million. Drivers, drivers and dives. Yes, all those things. Uh, guys, grocery games. Like, mind you, he, he's that it person for the Food Network now. And he on basically, the cruise ship, he got a whole burger joint. You right, you right. That 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 donkey sauce is phenomenal. Thing is, he got not one, but multiple restaurants. Like, mind you, this is also outside of the, the contract extension. And this is just us being fat, okay? Hey, <laughs> I'm about to say, we watch the Food Network. We appreciate him. He's been pouring out some good spots. We'll be checking him out. But this man, mind you, that doesn't count for all the money he's Let made before it. this. Let me read it. All right, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, so like we said, the Food Network is paying Guy Fieri $8 million, 80. $80 million, I'm sorry, $80 million over three years at $26.6 million annually. Right, Fieri, sorry, would be the 15th Highest paid player in the NFL. And then listen. That out. is more than oh, Tom Brady, Khalil Mack, Aaron Donald, Julio Jones, Odell Beckham Jr., sorry, Jalen Ramsey, Amari Cooper. Yeah. And basically, he will basically be making the same amount of money as Kevin Durant as well. Triple D! Man, like my man got money. Like he is the mayor and owner of Flavortown, and he's about to expand. Yo, when COVID he got hit, money, when COVID hit, did yeah. that stop him? Nah, bro. Nah, he, he did all said, the shows virtually. He said, "Back, ship you food, record, let's go." <laughs> it was like we're not gonna stop none of this. <laughs> Respect. I, 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 I'm baffled. I mean. Okay, so one, uh, a silver lining here is people, if you go to college or if you don't go to college, if you go to get a trade, you can legit make money with whatever it is that you want to do if you are that good at it. So don't let that ever stop you, right? But number two, this man makes more money than right now, seven of the top NFL players that go right now, they are going to OTAs, organized training, organized team activities. And they are grinding from now, May, to 
hopefully a Super Bowl in February. That's eight to nine months that they're getting paid, that they're working to get paid. And this man is making more than them for eating and having the shows of eating. That is insane. But Gaffieri, I'm gonna need you to make a, 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 a burger town in Maryland because I'm gonna need that donkey sauce. <laughs> and I'm gonna need that brown sauce too. <laughs> Cause when me and Professor X, the culture scientist, went on that cruise, Listen. oh, we crushed that burger town every oh. damn day. Oh, it didn't stand a chance. It was faithful. About get out the pool, get another burger, get right back in the pool, eat another man. An unhealthy amount of burgers were ate on that cruise. My only request is, can you serve chicken fingers too, so that I could dip them in the sauce? You, you just gotta find chicken fingers at on every menu. Absolutely. The culture side just has the stomach of a 17-year-old. All she eats is candy, hot pickles, cheese, Takis, Arizona teas. Mr. Smith got the stomach of a five-year-old. All he eats is chicken strips and fries. You, I about to say, he might get along with the culture scientists. I mean, you forgot bacon. Oh, and she has an ungodly obsession with pork bacon. It's, it is very, my mom had definitely told uh, Brother X, a story about me and bacon and salt. She used to put salt on her pork bacon. Like, you want to talk about high blood pressure? Listen, but I didn't have that. I did have pancreatitis. I'm sorry, high cholesterol. I'm sorry. I did have pancreatitis, though, and had to cut back on eggs. Ah, gotcha. Okay. But yeah, so that was just um, something I just wanted to point out because, whoo, that is a lot of money. So we're going to switch lanes to a more serious topic. So for those who have been living under a rock this past couple of weeks, um, I actually found out about this story while I was on vacation last week. Um, do you want to take the lead on this one or should I take the lead on this one? You can take lead on this one. So the overall headline basically has to do with a professor. Sorry, is it a professor or journalist? Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not 100% sure. But basically, uh, a young woman Both. was basically from uh, working for the University of uh, North Carolina Chapel Hill. Basically, oh, I'm sorry. Thank you, Mr. Smith. I actually go, I'll read from the article then. I'm sorry. All right. Nicole Hannah-Jones, a Pulitzer Prize winning writer for the New York Times Magazine, was denied tenure position at the University of North Carolina after the University Board of Trustees took the highly unusual step of failing to approve the journalism's department's recommendation. The decision drew criticism from faculty members on Wednesday who said that the last two people in the position, Ms. Hannah-Jones would, sorry, in the position Ms. Hannah-Jones will hold were granted tenure upon their appointment. In late April, the university announced that Hannah Jones was being appointed to the Knight Chair in Race and Investigative Journalism at UNC's Husman School of Journalism and Media. She will start as a professor in July while continuing to write for the Times Magazine. Instead of tenure, Ms. Hannah Jones was offered a five-year contract as a professor with an option for review. In the April announcement, the Dean of Journalism School Susan King said, now one of the most respected investigative journalists in America will be working with our students on projects that will move their careers forward and not critical, important conversations. So, I mean, so far it sounds pretty, you, you get it, you don't get the backlash, but the real key thing was the part of her whole, the part of the whole issue was 
her involvement in the Time Magazine's 19, I'm sorry, 1619 project, which was named for the year that slavery began in the colonies that would become the United States. Uh, Ms. Hannah Jones won the 2020 Pulitzer Prize for a commentary for her introductory essay. Pulitzer. Pulitzer, thank you. So I think everybody kind of gets a gist. Um, did I miss anything? So, okay, so, okay. The part where it says the hiring of Ms. Hannah Jones, who earned her master's degree from the university. She, so she earned it, uh, her degree from UNC in 2003. And she also earned the, earned the author fellowship in 2017. Um, this brought a back, this is what brought a backlash from her conservative, from conservative groups that concerned her involved uh, concerned about her involvement in the time so basically what happened was once she won this fellowship there were some conservatives who were really concerned about her involvement with the 19 with the 1619 project for the times magazine that is named for the year that slavery began in the colonies which later became the united states that's how so it's because of her winning the mcarthur the fellowship grant i believe Thank That's you. what triggered it. Thank you. Thank you for clarifying and saying what I said for smarter. <laughs> so, um, go ahead. So this, like, I'll just read the last paragraph before we. It says the sixteen nineteen project ignited a continuing debate about the legacy of slavery, but has faced criticism from some historians over certain claims. And, and from conservatives who have labeled it propaganda. The, the Republicans controlled North Carolina legislative appoint, legislature, excuse me, appoints the university system's board of governors, which has a significant control over the university's board of trustees. So essentially, the takeaway mm -hmm. from this is UNC has sometimes little to no control because the Board of Trustees is built through the unit through North Carolina's legislature. Mm -hmm. And North Carolina, unfortunately, has built upon uh, systematic racism. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, no matter what, even although you have people who are probably supportive of this project, mm -hmm. there's always going to be people that make the money mm -hmm. that's going to say no. Um, I will say I have saw this um, I, and in support of this, the student programs, um, the black, especially the black student programs at UNC sent out letters of support. I believe the other other student programs, such as uh, the different pride organizations, um, other organizations of color for like, um, for Native Americans and Hispan different Hispanics and Chicanos, um, they all have sent out letters of support for her. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, so I stand in solidarity with my fellow classmates mm. for her. And um, I want to say that um, one of my mentors who I used to work under when I was teaching back in high school uh, or teaching at a high school, she works for a program called We Are um, that educates about like racism and dismantling systematic racism, all these things. She is a UNC Chapel Hill graduate and she actually working with, I guess, other alumni has started like different petitions other things in regards to this matter and i really want to bring this to light at least for those who may not be aware of it or who may not be in north carolina to hear about it is that you 
it it really bothers me when literally so you took one thing this person did whether you agree with it or not and basically took away something that a lot of people in the state of North Carolina can't even reach which is tenure for a whole nother conversation over every a single project if you don't agree with it you don't have to say anything and you want to force them to not give her tenure because of that so i just want that's also i just want to make sure i understand that part too so it was denied right tenure was denied but they're still keeping her on they're after a five-year a five-year and then rethink but when she first signed on she agreed like the part of the agreement was that she would become tenure within the next I mean, was it ever a promise that it was within the five years? That's what I was saying. I think part of what the article also explaining is that it was the last two people who took that same position that she just got. It was got, offered quicker. It was offered upon hire. Okay. So for them to not, for them to deny and only offer a five-year contract, where the only thing that seems to be different is that her involvement in the New York Times, mm. it raised a lot of red flags. It, gotcha. it perks up some ears. It makes you question... So what's the difference between these two people? Oh, a project about how slaves were brought to America or basically people were stolen. They were, they were grabbed, they were sold, they were transported here to work and build a country and they were taken from their heritage. Um, it just, it really upsets me because I'm like, there's so, you worried about some of the, that project. When you have, you've had, years upon years of people who are confederate soldier statues on campus is it called smiling stem that was on campus i just had it i was about to say it and now it's it's something sam it's um come back to me It'll come. but yeah so basically it's there you have all these confederate things on your campus and you have all these figures around north carolina and throughout the south that supports confederacy which literally lost a war and was finally where I don't care what anybody says it was fought over slaves and being at told not to have slaves and basically you had to find a new source of economy or workforce because we can no longer have slaves and granted the north isn't perfect and they're not blameless in this we can talk about them too but the whole point is you have all these figures silent Sam thank you silent Sam you have all these figures on campus and you're going to get up said over this where it doesn't even sound like she was a main contributor she just had an introductory essay that's a part of the project do you understand like those type of projects you have multiple writers you have multiple people involved so it's not as if she was leading the charge she was in charge of the project and you didn't agree with it and you felt like her views were too extreme to represent the position because obviously she's quality enough person to be hired and to get that macarthur fellowship but she's not worthy of tenure because she worked with a project that makes some people feel uncomfortable. Make that make sense. Um, Queen C, did you have something? I just want to go back to the thing that Joe Rogan said about straight white men being silenced. Um, because we said this was due to conservative or more conservative people who disliked her taking a part of this 1619 project. Last time I checked, most conservatives were straight white men. Coincidence? Clearly you're not silenced. 
So silence where? Because the only person that really got the short end of the stick here is this professor who earned her tenure and had it snatched from her because people couldn't handle a little truth. That's real. That's real. I 100% I agree. Uh, Mr. Smith, you want to kind of wrap this part up? Yeah, mine's really quick. Um, one, y'all, I'm not, I'm doing my best not to regurgitate what you guys have said, but she is deserving of the tenure. She's deserving of the appointment, right? But right. because of the fact that she participated or had involvement in the project, they're like, oh, we're not going to give you tenure. But like you said, Brother X, the last two people that had that position got it upon appointment. So what was the difference between her and them? And as much as I hate that I'm actually going to give them credit, but this is the one thing they actually do right. We all know about World War II. We all know about the fact that Germans, Nazi, Nazi Germans are the equivalent to, and I'm, I, this is true for transparency, so I'm gonna call it what it is. Nazi Germans are the equivalent to trumpeteers. Call it what it is. And one of the things that Germany does, rather than try to hide the fact that Nazis took over and uh, you know tried to exterminate Jews or slave them or whatever, is that they actually had museums and, and exhibits that says, yes, we did this. We've apologized. We've set some reparations. We're going to teach people about this, that this doesn't happen again. Why are white people so scared to have this conversation about racism and slavery? Are you scared because you actually have to admit that you actually did something right? Are you scared that you are going to look back and say you weren't the best proper as you say, conservative, oh, we're so Christian, Jesus is saving everybody. Like it, all the stuff that, you, that you've done, um, we already know about, we've said it, we, we, we've experienced it. And you're so fragile to learn the actual truth that no, you guys are not the richest in the world, Mansa Musa was. No, you guys did not be able to uh, have all these different cultures. We brought that to you. When we came to America, we, we picked cotton and, and made the infrastructure and built everything, right? When you came here, Indians was already here. Or sorry, my, my apologies, Native Americans. I don't want to get canceled by vault culture. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, I, all that you have done in my eyes, and yeah, I, I make sure this is clear, this is, this is Mr. Smith's opinion, not mm -hmm. to be confused with the truth for transparency, this is Mr. Smith's opinion. All that you've ever done in the history of the world is just bring disease, plague, and, and torture. Because if you look at the Black Plague, where did it start? Europe. If you look at all the diseases, where did it start? Europe. If you look at all the fact of hygiene and everything, you had Africans that had, even though they were naked, they had cleaning and all that. When you go to Europe in the, in the early, early 13, you know, college, they had black teeth, there was gingivitis, like, Black plague only spreaded in Europe, not in Africa, not in Native America, not in Mexico, no, only in Europe. Why is that? Because you guys didn't know everything that you wanted to do, but you know what you are good at? Outsourcing your stuff to be able to say, oh, well, this person's gonna do it for me. So to get to wrap it ball up into this, she's deserving of it. All of us say that she's deserving of it. So stop acting like you're such higher than and say, oh, well, she had this. And just accept what happened and we can start learning from it. That's all. Um, go ahead, Quincy, real quick, so we can get to the Black Business Highlight. 
real quick, um, just off what Mr. Smith said of why don't they want to acknowledge it? Well, if you acknowledge it, then you have to take responsibility and to take responsibility is to right a wrong and create not equality, but equity. There's a difference between equality and equity. Equality, okay, I'll give you things to get you there versus equity, we are all on the same playing field. And when you provide equity to those people, to us people of color, not just black people, but all people of color, white people lose privilege and to lose privilege for them is like being attacked. That's all I'm gonna say. That's, that is the opinion of Queen C and not of the General Truth and Transparency Podcast. And the Queen C for you, I, 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 you know, that gem you just dropped, please for future. Another one. Drop another one when, when the future time. <laughs> Uh, why do we give this man a soundboard? <laughs> because he makes life easier. It does make life easier. So we're actually going to switch lanes to go into our Black business highlight. And um, Mr. Smith, since you're on a roll today, um, I think I will. you have a business that you want to share with everybody. So um, when you're ready, you can go ahead and share that information. Of course, of course. Um, so there is a person that uh, I live near that is a good friend of mine, and she has her own uh, beauty a business called Bougie Beats Beauty. It is owned by Lorraine Brianna, who is located in Laurel, Maryland. And she is a black woman owned business specializing in all things beauty, makeup for all occasions, microblading, mink lash extensions, and other things that are just some of the services that are offered. She also, of course, because she's a boss, has her own cosmetic line of strip lashes, lip gloss, highlighters, and et cetera. I've seen some of the work that she does when it comes to weddings, birthdays or anything when she's an MUA, girl talented. She, 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 she got that work. She's like, she's good. She real good. That boy good. Uh, that girl good. Uh, so if you are interested to learn more or to reach out for her services, her social media handle for Instagram is at bougie beats beauty. And she can also has a website, www.bougiebeatsartistry.com. So take a look at that and let us know what you think. Listen. This opinion is coming from a man, okay? A man. That means it's good. It is. Okay, for our second one, do you guys like Crocs? I like Crocs. Oh, I love Crocs. This is a Croc-loving household. This is a Croc-loving household, okay? So, this is how I discovered this company. Mm -hmm. It is called the Keynote Collection. Or you can go to www.com. I'm sorry, I can't talk today. www.keynotestationary.com. And there you can get all your good crock loving needs. If you want some uh, cute little black power and um, black, yeah, black power, hmm. black girl magic, black empowerment, black empowerment type little buttons for your crocs, you know, holla at her. But does she also have what else she got? Keychains, yeah, notebooks, yeah, pillow covers, yeah, pouches, talk that shit. Five dollar yeah. notebook yeah, yeah, sale, yeah, 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 yeah. gift cards. Okay, don't forget to go check her out because I'm telling you, these crop charms, they're amazing. Okay, they they're amazing. The culture science has got a couple already on her shoes. One kind of looks like me, it does. If I had yellow glasses, okay, so for real, for real, you want some. Crop charms, you want to start out with a couple, she got you. You want a keychain, notebook, anything, black empowerment, especially for the ladies out there. Hit up 
keynotestationary.com or the Keynote Collection on Instagram. There it is. All right. So what we're going to do now is um, we're going to get into this week's topic. It's going to be a very bright and light topic. So for those who have been listening the last few weeks, we, we took a little bit of a break last week. The culture scientist graduated. So by when we were talking about it before, she was in graduation mode. Um, so we want to talk about that and we want to talk about that mental break slash our vacation because when we broke out for a vacation, we broke. I didn't look at no email. I only looked at emails for a job. I about to say, I left my work laptop at home and did not think twice about it. So um, since you are the resident graduate of culture sciences, talk about your experience with graduation. Um, well, it was a world, I think the best way to describe it is a whirlwind couple of couple of weeks. A lot happened. Um, let me see. Family came in, graduation happened. Mm -hmm. Then we had to like get family back out the house. Then it kind of settled. Then I had to pack. Then I had to fly out to Vegas. And then we like did stuff every day. Then I flew back. Then I had a job interview, my final job interview. And then I started going to work. And boom, we're here today. So I'll fill in the gaps from her story. I'm going <laughs> to give more. I just wanted you to give okay. a, a roundabout of what it was. Um, the best way I can describe is freedom. Ah. Mm. Everybody keeps asking me, how do I feel? And I feel free. Like the Beyonce song, freedom, that part is my jam, okay? Mm. That's how I feel. Listen, ah. it's amazing. I'm glad for you. Yes. I feel free too. <laughs> I know. I've been here the whole time. Y'all, listen, listen, Brother X. He's a real MVP, okay? For real. He's amazing. Give me my flowers. He's amazing. He, he put up with the long nights, my crying, the random moments of me like, oh my goodness, I can't do it. It was bad. And I'm sitting there Guys, with, the, with some candy, like, you'll be okay? <laughs> like, let's go get some food. And he forces me in a car because I don't want to go nowhere. And COVID season did not help. And she's crying in the car while I'm driving. And I'm like, are you done yet? But... And then going home, mm -hmm. you know, it's been what, three years? It was three years, three years since I was able to be home. And last year I was supposed to go home to meet my guy, my great, I don't know why he calling him God, my great nephew. Mm -hmm. um, and like for his first birthday, before his first birthday. Mm -hmm. And COVID said, nah, girl, nah. Um, so I had to wait another year. And now he still doesn't know me. He did love me. He loved me for my lollipop. He you stole had to bribe him. He, I had to bribe him, um, but that's okay because he's only almost two. You know, there will be time for him to know his auntie Tia, mm -hmm. and until that time, I will love him from a distance. Him, and not her. huh? Did you say her? Or him? I said him. I had to make sure I heard it wrong. You know, my little ace boogie. Ah. Like you know, I'll make you know I love him even if he doesn't love me. Unrequited love. It's okay. It's, yeah, basically. But, you know, his daddy loved me, and that's most important. I mean, his family kind of got to love me sometimes. I mean, you can love your family, but you don't got to, like, even interact with them. Oh, uh, sound like a topic for another uh, podcast. That is a topic for a podcast. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, going home for me was, like, the best thing. It was too short. Mm. It was absolutely too short. But it was, at the same time, too Short long. like Quincy? 
Why you do that to her? Don't do that to her. All right, Queasy. Don't do that. My apologies. That was out loud. I apologize. I wasn't paying attention. I'll go to the, the, the shame corner. That's good. I'll, I'll listen to it when it gets played back, and then I'll drive down to whoop your ass later. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I got time. I'll prepare. Um, but continue on. I got to spend time with my parents. That was fun. It's always really nice and really, very, I think it's important um, relationship-wise for me, it's important that the person that I plan to be with gets along with my family. Even like, even if you don't have to be around my family often, it is a very key thing for me. My friends and my family, you don't have to be best friends, but I need you to be able to, if I leave you alone, I'm not worried. (laughs) And it's very nice to be able to bring brother X home and not be worried. I can leave him alone with my parents and there's something to be, you know, done or taken care of. And he's no longer a guest. And that's basically what my mama said. She was like, you ain't no guest. <laughs> and, you know, it was officially like, oh, your family. And it was nice that like my cousins came over and my aunts and, and stuff. Like, it was really nice. My brother from another mother, um, hopefully we'll have him on the podcast soon. We're working on it. He, you know, it was really nice to, you know, he showed us all of the love. Yes. All of the love. He was basically our driver while we were out there. Man, I forget that, like, I'm from there, but I act like a pure tourist when I go home, okay? Like, I get to go back to my house, okay? But then I get to go do tourist things, but come back to my comfort of my house without all the, like, the craziness of the strip and things. Mm -hmm. And that was really cool. Um, Yeah, so we saw some, we took a lot, some pictures. Whew, we did take a lot. Um, things. We're not going to talk about those things. So I'm just going to take this point to interject myself and start talking about the rest of the graduation. And then we're going to backtrack just a little bit. So I can tell you from, and Mr. Smith was down here for it, so you can kind of chime in yeah, too. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so the graduation was interesting because it, it's like when you, it's like you're getting family together for a family union. It was legit like a movie. You, you, got, you got a whole lot of moving parts. Got a whole lot of personalities, got a whole lot of navigating and think, avoiding certain things just to make sure that everything is nice and smooth. But so grateful. Yes. So it basically started off, the graduation was on a Friday. People started getting here on a Wednesday. Yep. And that was interesting. Was, had to record a podcast episode, make sure people were back from the airport, all the things. Shout out to Nas. My, the young boy Nas, y'all heard him on the podcast. I miss you, cuz. I'm about to say he is, yes. <laughs> I'm about to say we um we're gonna get Nas back on the podcast. He's a young supporter of J. Cole. So oh, he made me feel like a grandma. Said he was born in 2000. Oh, my heart. I try to not think about that, but thanks for reminding me. And made he me feel. Like, but he cool. He cool. He to be Gen Z, he cool. But yes, yeah, so they're here. We're checking on them, making sure they're good. Fast forward to Thursday. Mr. Smith gets here. Um, I think he was the only person that got here Thursday, right? Yes, because my bio mom, cousin Nas, and my sissy and my parents all got in on Wednesday. I saw my parents in passing on Wednesday at the airport. Mm-hmm. I heard, I was like, hey. And then they were on the other side and they were like, Tia. I was like, hey, mommy. Hey, daddy. I got to go before they yell at me. You know? And then I kept going. 
I picked up my sister and kept it going. Yep. And then we went to a Waffle House without um, Mr. Smith. I'm sorry, but that and was without not. me. Yeah, but listen, y'all didn't take listen, me. Listen, they, hold on. Waffle listen, House, they did though. not take me to Waffle House with them. But I didn't get the scrambled chop with cheese. But listen, at, at the All Star Special at Waffle House, they went multiple times without me. But listen, on a very serious note, mm. to Waffle House, a Waffle House co- workers. Okay? Hold on, now. we're trying to get sponsored by them. No, I love Waffle House. I love. You gotta Waffle have a sleeve House. on though. Huh? They, they did have, have on a sleeve. sleeve. He did all have on a sleeve. But for real though, for the people that don't eat pork, if we ask you to not put, cook the chicken next to the bacon, and then you you get you move the you move the chicken a little bit further from the bacon, and then you put more bacon next to the chicken, that defeats the point. A. Mm-hmm, that's one. B. Mm-hmm. This is the now. Third time we done mentioned it just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Hey, because I felt the fire. She didn't have to say nothing. I felt, you know how your mama, you know your mamas and you know the people in your life and how they are or anybody that eat and how they are. Listen, I felt the flames. Not, and I didn't have to look. I didn't have to ask. I knew it was a problem. And I said to the lady, hey, hey, I think you need to move the chicken. Move the chicken a little bit. So she, I said, can you please? It's too close to the port. It's too close to the port. So she, so she said, can you move it to a different griddle? Okay. You should have done that in the first place. However, okay, you have it. Why would you use the same spatula? Okay. That you flipped not one, not two, but like six pieces of bacon with. Okay. Like the grease all on it. And then you go over to the chicken and poke the chicken and the grease fall all on the chicken. And then we, we just got sick of telling him. So we just, and she ate it. Pretty sure that's what made her sick. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know. So that's one story. So another story, since, listen, if you haven't figured out by now, we're going to hop around with this topic. It was fine. Oh my God. So we, so if you heard the intro to this episode, you probably recognize the the first beginning of a song. Oh no. So so those who don't know, I am a very large proponent of J. Cole. Jermaine. Who? Cole. Who? Jermaine. Cole? Cole. Yes. So Jermaine. I had an album drop that graduation weekend. I almost canceled the graduation celebration and made a J. Cole appreciation day. We're not gonna talk about that. <laughs> Listen, when the man said I'm dropping that album on the 14th. My brother X told me straight to my face, it's not only your day. It's now J. Cole day. What? Don't act like you weren't in agreement just a little bit. I mean, it happened. It was going to happen whether I was on board or not. So you might as well hop on board. I mean, it's Jermaine. But so rewind to the first night Mr. Smith is in North Carolina with us. It's him, Nas, and the culture scientists, we're all ch- hanging out in part of the house. It's like, I'm on, I'm on the PS4, I'm on break, I'm chilling, I'm playing, having a good time, beep do 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 playing my PS4. I hear music wherever they're at, but I don't pay no mind. Mind you, cue like 10 minutes later, after it drops at midnight, the culture scientist happens to just stroll easily into wherever I at playing the PS4, and was like, uh, we're listening to uh, the J. Cole album outside in the other room. And I was like, what? 
And mind you, we had made plans to have a midnight listening party at the crib when it dropped. That's how much of a fan I am. But they decided, they had an unmitigated goal to start the album without me. They had to restart the first Brother two X. songs. Did they have the nerve-dacity? They had the nerve-dacity to keep me from enjoying the moment with them about J. Cole. Listen, 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 mm-hmm. listen, listen. Mm-hmm. listen. Okay. Boy, yo, I want you to plead yourself, plead your case. First and foremost, who got you? I said you. I gave okay. you credit for that. Okay. But so, you let them play the album listen, without me. Listen, we are sitting there, mm-hmm. minding our business, listening to music. Nas is playing music. Okay. So you're going to blame Nas now? No. It's not my fault. You were not in the in our location. Mm. Hey, hmm. but Nas, little Nas over here, you know, he happens every so often to look at the clock. Okay. And he said, legit, oh, it's midnight. J. Cole. And then boom, he did it. I, I, I can back to I can back her up on this one. He Ooh, legit boom. said, he legit said, it's 1201. J. Cole, download. <laughs> I didn't get a text. We message. had no time. I didn't get no carry. There pictures. was no time. They did this in my own house, listeners. My own house. Then the moment, the moment that first off, then it cut off. So a karma came. So it cut off right off. Like you know, it said no. So uh, Mr. Smith can't you know started downloading it, and that is when I went to go get you, and then that's when we started listening. Said I had to fight my daddies, my brother. Never thought I had to fight my old home. I'm telling you, I ought to put an M on your head so you can be Luigi's brother now. Oh, God. Listen, for those that are unaware, and I hope y'all are aware by now, Brother X is a huge, a huge... Hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. Okay. <laughs> J. Cole fan, okay? <laughs> because he slowly is morphing into this man, okay? I cannot confirm or deny this. <laughs> so like, I can confirm it. <laughs> so, like, excuse me. I second that confirmation. References. Oh, man. But, anyways, you got the lot like him. I, 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 can't, I can't help him there. Um, so, we had that story. We had... Oh, then I was confused at graduation whether I was supposed to stand or not, okay? Listen, I was confused. Just because A, I thought I got to walk across the stage. Nope. I could have just done Zoom. Mm -hmm. In Vegas. Right. For two weeks. Basically. But anyways, I'm happy I participated. I was there. I took lots of pictures. I was cute. I was feeling myself. There's still more pictures to come, and everybody's gonna get all these pictures. I'm about to say, y'all saw I was MIA for on social media for real, for real. So, uh, yeah. I'm about to say, we dropped. I'm sure if you follow follow us on social media at the Truth and Transparency Pod, we have a new album cover. We got the new album cover coming to you soon. The mixtape. Absolutely. Um, Mr. Smith, go ahead and then Queen C. So, I, I, I'm just laughing because your graduation day was a whirlwind. I, I, I have never met, like, so I, met 
<laughs> I met your I met your bio mom, of course, uh, a year and a half ago, but I never met like your parents, right? The fact that like they literally just met me was like, hey, how you doing? Okay, I need you to get this out the car. I need you to drive us here and do. I'm like, whoa! I, I I'm just here so I don't get fined, <laughs> but but you know us going to the campus and then I literally pull into the parking lot and your bio mom's like, did you park? All right, don't pay for it. Come back out. I need you to do this. I'm like. I didn't know it was Uber. I didn't know it was Uber East for the day. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Thank you so much. Wait, oh, no. I have to make this clear. Because they kept forgetting stuff. I told y'all he was an Uber driver. I told yeah. you. I said right. at the beginning. So a little bit of context without giving too much detail. You ain't missed nothing, though. You did. Um, but basically, her moms and my mom have big alpha woman energy. And they all in the same room. So sometimes you got to you gotta pick your lane. It's like playing on the Brooklyn Nets. You got to get your shots when you can. You just got to let them cook. And I just smile and keep it moving. So there's certain things you just got to let them cook on. And there's when nothing. all around, you just smile Mind and you, keep it moving. I swear, you would have thought they thick as thieves. They, they, they all have similar traits. They all have differences. But, oh, boy, it takes a lot. And I'm sure all of our moms know that. I love them though. I love them to death. It was great. The brunch was good. You know, trying to find places. That's one of the hardest things to ever do in life in general. Oh, plenty of food. Like eating out. For anybody is hard. Like I know this is a thing and this is not new and this is not, you know, unique to my situation at all. But listen, trying doing brunch on a Saturday with people who like I don't want eat, this. I don't eat this. I don't eat this much. I only need this much. I don't want this. I, I don't want to get do too this. much. Are y'all going to get, y'all drinking now? Y'all going to get mimosas now? Listen, no. Shout out to the mimosas, okay? They was fine. Because, uh, and Lil Nas, Lil Nas, uh, Z, yeah, he, he, he didn't get it. He didn't do it. Mm-mm. But we sure, we crushed them mimosas. Oh, I had to buy another bottle. A hangover uh, sandwich or something, and that's what he got. He said it worked. Cause the boy, he young. He 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 wasn't. He ain't have that marathon drinking in him like we do. Like we we came out of retirement for this weekend and then went back in retirement once we got back off the plane. Cause let's wrap this up by talking, giving a quick version of the vacation, some of the spots and stuff that we did that was pretty cool, and then we'll wrap up the episode. So first thing, one of the first things we did, we got off the plane like nine or ten o'clock their their time. And her best friend from high school was like, yo, what middle y'all doing? School. I'm sorry, middle school. It's like, yo, what are y'all doing? Doing do night. T was Listen. like, uh, probably getting back to the house. She looked at me and was like, so was we, like, so we what just we- landed. Literally. Like, I just took my phone off of do not disturb airplane mode. And then she looked at me and was like, I mean, what do you want to do? It's like, we're chilling, right? She asked me that. She looked for me with confidence. She needed me to say yes so that she could say, nah, we're just going to stay in because she was tired. Nah. You know what I did? I chose fun. And I said, well, I mean, we're on vacation and I hate to be this person, but yeah, let's go out somewhere. Find you an hour and a half afterwards, but continue. Yes, that's not my fault. That was our ride. We didn't have our own car. Continue. So we end up going to Hoopah Bar, which is really dope. Got some lemon pepper wings, which, hey, got to do it. It's one time for the one time. Yes, Mr. Smith. Were they wet? No, not wet this time, but they did have a little pepper. It, it was good. It was decent. Okay, not, not, cool. we're, not, we're not talking Magic City, but 
they were decent. Okay. Fast forward, we did outlet malls and I fed my Funko Pop addiction. Lord, did he. Yes. Um, I'm not going to tell you how many I bought. Please don't tell them. But I have a healthy collection. I, 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 put your hand down. Put, put the hands down. <laughs> but we also ended up going to this really dope uh, Korean barbecue spot. That's the first time for me going there. Um, we hit up the Seven Magical Mountains. It's we, basically these rocks that somebody put stacked up. They're painted and colorful in the middle of the desert. Um, great photo shoot. Photo shoot. I, I look amazing. Oh yeah, the pictures. <laughs> I about can't wait to post my fly pictures of how cute I look. I about to say. Malcolm was like, "I can't see. I can't see. It's too dark." And I was like, "Trust me, it's fine." No, I no, no. This. But you know why I couldn't see? He had on his sunglasses. And you know why I had on my sunglasses? Dog, it was like a dust storm Bruh. out there. Like, I don't we know had a wind advisory three out of the five days we were out in Vegas. Yeah, the, Vegas was being real disrespectful to my home visit, okay? Like, it was like, now I'm going to be windy this entire time. Poor baby. The baby was like, ow! Ow! I was like, I'm so sorry, handsome. Come and on. This is the first time I was meeting him. <laughs> so, like, we turned him around. Then we went to the Hoover Dam the, one day. Yeah, we went to the Hoover Dam, which is really dope. Shout out to Transformers, even though the movies were eh, at best. Eh. But that was really dope, guys. Some really dope pictures out there. Um, it's really crazy to see how the water levels have changed Man. over the years. Whew. It's almost like there's global warming and other things that cause this to happen. Message. Over usage, too. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so you have that. And then we, oh, we the went rooftop. To this, we went to this really nice, cool rooftop place called Stadium. It is, a, but it's a rooftop pool. It is a rooftop pool. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, ooh, I've gone to two stadiums. Woo woo. Ding, 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 ding. But I mean, it's real nice. It's a nice pool. When you walk out, they have the big, the big screen TV. Like, if you ever been, it's in, like a football st- like style stadium, but with pools. Yeah. And stuff. if you think about it, if you've ever been in any casino in Vegas, like you have like that big betting screen where they have all the stuff up, betting information, like they have like the horse races. Just imagine that, and then you have a bunch of like smaller pools just sitting out right in front of it. It would have been like a 10 out of 10 if the wind wasn't kicking. Because let me tell you, I get in the water. I was like, all these people in the water. Interesting. Is it, I mean, it's a little breezy, you know, mm-hmm. it's a little, it's a little chilly. I'm going to enjoy my drink and enjoy this chase and be happy and take my pictures. But it's a little chilly, okay? But these people in the water, they sure don't look like they're cold, but they, they, they're they having fun. I'm very confused. So I have to go to the bathroom. So as I go to go use the restroom, I have to walk by the pool. So of course, my silly self touches the water. I said, oh, it's warm. <laughs> okay. So then I go by this other place with a bunch of people. I'm like, this must be the jacuzzi. I touch it. Oh, yes, that's the jacuzzi. It's okay. So I'm like, okay, time for me. Take off, get cute, get in the pool. You know? Yeah, yeah, that was my idea. Mm-hmm. How'd that work out for you? I, it worked out fine for a moment. So I get in the water. I take my picture. I have my phone. It's getting a little bit breezier, a little bit breezier. And I'm like, okay, I want to just enjoy the pool, but I don't want to have my phone. There's a chase right in front of me. If Malcolm moves over, if he wants to get in the water, he could just, you know, put everything on this chair that I can see. So my dumb self says to get up. So I get out the water real quick, try to go fast. We're not that far from the water to where we are at. 
I run over there. I say, Brother X, hey, if you move all the stuff over here, and I'm moving my stuff at the same time, you know, but he couldn't hear me. Or I couldn't talk fast enough, or I was talking too fast. I don't know. But I had to repeat myself, and I was getting colder and colder and colder. And I was like, my dude, I need you to see that I am like, I can't, I I was getting cold, okay? So I finally get my point. And I I think at some point, I just like, F it. And like, I just, I made my point by dropping stuff off. My, My best friend is in the pool. I run past him. I had curls, okay? I had a couple curls. They were up high. I ran in the water. He said it was a blur because I ran past the little first level, which is like, it looks like I run on water. <laughs> That's what he told me. And then I went for the next level and I like got all the way in because it was too freaking cold. But it would have been wonderful, you know, if it wasn't for the wind. We'll definitely be back again. Uh, Mr. Smith, go ahead. It was called Circa. Oh, hell no. Yes. Yes. So perfect. I promise you, it was too loud. Like they're playing BDS, not BDS and that's that's the only negative for me. No, they were not playing that. No, they were playing like the techno, the techno techno music. Chill out, Queen C chill out. In Vegas, EDM. EDM. Electronic dance music. That's a lot. Something completely different. Yes. Yes. So that's what they play a lot. So like it's my only, I was like, I wish they played like a little bit of other music. Maybe it was the day we went, but yeah, yeah. Circa though, it's the new hotel on Fremont Street. If you will, if you ever go to Vegas, I tell you to head up Fremont Street. It's awesome. Don't, it's not for old people. Okay. Just gotta let, let me know. But um, fast forward, we, oh, we hit up, we did karaoke, which is really bomb. Sang Purple Rain, had to uh, let some white people know that they're not allowed to sing Purple Rain anymore. That's ours. It's meant for black people. They were missing some key karaoke songs, and I was a little hurt. Like, my feelings was mad. Yep. But um, we ended up finishing up our trip going to this um, Mongolian grill spot called Genghis Grill, um, where I got to see some of my cousins who I never get to see. So... Hold on really quickly. Yeah. Can we go back to that part? Rewind back to the, the, the grill. What was it? A Mongolian... Mongolian grill. So it's the one that cooks, that you cook the food in front of you, like the little stove thingy. Do you know that they charge you for leftovers? If you take a to-go box, they charge you. No, there is no to-go box. No, that's Korean barbecue. The Korean barbecue spot. Yeah, the Mongolian grill spot didn't charge you. The Korean Korean barbecue spot that you cook in front of you, you order. I never done it before. Mm. And it was very fascinating. It was fun though. I promise you we crushed that food though. Especially the men's. Yeah, we had to. We ain't gonna waste money. And the homies little girl. Oh my goodness, guys, guys. We'll be guys, here all night. Guys, we're almost done. So she's almost, she's almost two. And she said Malcolm's name oh so quickly. It was so cute. He was like, um, um, he uh the the he she was I said, This is Malcolm. Can you say Malcolm? She said, Malcolm? It was so cute. And she says it perfectly. And then she just kept saying it after that. And then she remembered. Who each she kept pointing and she said my name was wonderful and I loved it oh so much. It was ugh, amazing. Okay, listen. Uh-huh. I was and then there was a baby on Saturday before the cousins, and she she thought, you know, she could do everything. 
<laughs> that baby can't even walk. She can't walk. She barely can set up on her on herself. But she is over here like she reached for somebody else. You think you are loved, okay? You think, oh, she want me. No, no, no. She think you gonna let her do what she want next, okay? She's so cute though. Mm-hmm. So we caught eyes. She was asleep. We caught eyes, and I stopped like while I'm standing, and I was like, you can't see me. And then she did like this smile the smirk and i said damn it you see me and she was like i see you woman like you know i see you right Like, pick me up i know you see me seeing you so she just smiled at me and i was like oh my ovaries oh it was bad i was like take her take her away because she knows she cute you know how puppies do like the tilt when they know that's what she did All right, Mr. Smith, go Wait, ahead. Finish your thing about your cousins. Oh, yeah. Well, we ended up going to Mongolian Grill and had dinner there. It was really dope. I don't really get to see these cousins. I love them. But they're phenomenal. Shout out to them. I love you guys. Hopefully, we'll be able to hang out more next time I'm out there. But, um, yeah, there was that. And then we just went on the air. Then we rode. We flew back. We had a stop in Chicago, which I promise you, I ain't never booked it that fast. I literally had to put the Crocs in speed mode. We were trying to get to our gate. But, and then it was delayed. And then it was delayed. So all that work, I'm I'm like speeding through with my Crocs on, and it was delayed. Southwest, I get it, but you can bring back straight through flights uh, from your loyal customer. Sits forever. That's it. It is. You know, you know, back and forth from North Cat. You know, loyal customer. Yes. All right, Mr. Smith. All right. Um, I'll make this quick. Uh, I kind of want to thank y'all because you guys gave me the opportunity to, you know, y'all know I've been working like a dog for the last year and some change, especially with COVID. Um, well, especially during the pandemic. I didn't have COVID. Uh, but uh, with this, I was for, kind of forced to take vacation, which is really weird to say, but when y'all know I work for the feds, Dude, I work weekend. Y'all done been y'all done been around me when we literally are getting ready for some event, and I have to run into my room to do work for like at, on a Saturday, right? Similar to so, I get it. Mm-hmm. So you know, I, I when you guys were in Vegas, I took the time to just de de uh, detach and literally just go somewhere by myself. Uh, was there for about three or four days. I would not disclose that location because nobody need to know where I am because I'm an anomaly. But um, it was good to actually unplug everything. I did not take any work laptops. I literally stayed on the beach. I'm sure y'all saw the videos and the, the IG stuff, but I literally only took my MacBook and that was just because Brother X knows I'm a little bit in the stock crypto game. So I'm kind of like working that and there, you know, if there's a tip, I'll pull that. But for the rest of it, listeners out there, that have hurt from this pandemic, take this summer to take a break. And I don't mean take a staycation. If you can help it, get out of your house and go somewhere and unplug, it will change how you feel. I am speaking it from existence. Everybody that is on this podcast knows how hard I work and how quickly I have to run and do stuff late at night on the weekends. So the fact that I am actually able to take a vacation was needed. And so I appreciate Brother X and 
uh, the culture scientist for giving me the reason, because of course I needed to have the reason. Oh, of course in Queen's sake. I, I, I must, you too, because you have, you have fussed me out a couple of times. About you did, don't look at me like that. Uh, <laughs> but for giving me the reason, because I'll, I, for me, I need a reason to use that time. And so what better reason than the culture scientist graduating and putting me to work all throughout the graduation <laughs> weekend? <laughs> it was not on purpose. So when when our mamas come fussing at us about what you said, just know I'm giving them your number. I mean, put it this way, Marla already gonna give me a couple hits in the face, and then you know, Mama Morgan. Wait, wait, yeah. wait, wait. What we, what we not gonna do, Marla? Since you don't already said the name, we know you are not violent. You would not hit anybody. No, uh, she Mama, won't. I'm about to say, Mama scientist. We love you. We just got out from being at your house. We don't need you fussing at us. So the thoughts and opinions expressed by Mr. Smith are his own, and you can blame him and fight him if you need to. Yeah, I'll take the smoke. I've already I've already taken the smoke from one of them that weekend. So yeah, I'll take it. It's fine. Yeah, because I stayed in the same house. Very good. <laughs> um, yeah, Squeezy. I just I got my one little story with this T-shirt. Try to get it to the culture scientists. Look, I was coordinated with brother. Let me tell you something. I made it on Teespring. And normally Teespring is really good about shipping things out. Normally they say it takes, you know, two to three weeks, whatever. I normally get my stuff quick, like within a week. So just as a precaution, I did the shirt and ordered it two weeks in advance. It should have been there by the 14th for, for the actual graduation. Don't ask me why. It started off in Kentucky. It was only going to North Carolina. For whatever reason, DHL shipped this bitch all the way to Phoenix, Arizona. <laughs> I said, if you were going ship it to Phoenix, I should have just got her Vegas address. Because what the hell? And by the, the day y'all left to go to Vegas, the shirt came back to North Carolina <laughs> and got delivered. So Teespring, count your fucking days, because that's bullshit. Listen, I got my cap and gown Wednesday, the 12th. Mm-hmm. Graduation was the 14th. And she had already ordered a month ago. And, <laughs> and then when I went to the bookstore to ask them about it, they said, because it's ordered through a third party, we are unable to track your order or you should have received a tracking number. We just received ours. Then they told me, you can buy another one here and then we will give you a refund when your other one comes. I said, so hold on. You want me to spend more money to, and then then wait for the other package to come to get my refund. Yeah, I wasn't having it, not at all. Needless to say, this whole few weeks has been crazy. Needless to say, I sent uh, an email. So I called, and like the if you say that you are through like a school or something, they give you an email. If you're a student, they don't give you an email, which is rude. So I got the email. Then I went online, and I got every single possible email you could you could find for this company, Oak Holly. Okay. Oak Hall or Oak Holly or whichever you want to be called. Every single possible email, I sent them a nice email. 
And I was like, this is very unprofessional. My graduation is on Friday. Where is my cap and gown? You know, I woke up the next morning on Wednesday morning to an email with a tracking number and it was be to be out for delivery. I said, why? Well, what, why was it so hard? Why? You could have given this to me. But this wants, uh, you know, move on to the, the transparent moment. And I wanted to kind of talk about the transparent moment when talking about the whole self-care thing, because like, like Mr. X said, take this time, especially this year. Now, especially if you got vaccinated, because like when the lady told me congratulations, I said, but why are you congratulating me? And she asked me, why are you excited? And I said, aren't you excited? And I said, I'm excited to catch these flights. And it's more like, I'm just excited for freedom. Yes. Like last year it was canceled, you know, and in a weird way, I think it was needed for some. We needed a reset button in many, many, many ways. And I think that most people should think of it in that mindset. Like, yes, it canceled a lot of stuff, but in a way it helped a lot of reset. In a way the world needed that, unfortunately. It helped me reboost my my dreams. So with that being said, um, try to take moments during this this upcoming summer for you away from your house because you need to be reset because this was literally, I felt this vacation was, I mean, I've gone away. I've done other things, but do what's, if you can do what's important to you and going home was important to me. And I don't think I would have been happy or been as reset as I feel that I am, that I am now because there was literally like a reset button. I have never, here's my most transparent moment. I have maybe only cried one time leaving Vegas. And that was probably like my second time leaving off for college or something. And I was like, oh, this is real. Like the first time leaving the college, it was like, oh, I'm free. What is this? But then I'm like, oh, I miss home. Like, you know, but this time I cried. Mm-hmm. Like the flight took off. Brother X was asleep already. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed. And I was looking out the window crying. Like, cause I was like, a, first off the landing, I was like a kid on a candy shop. Uh, he was real annoyed with me. But yes, let's just say, take care of yourself and do what's most important to you, which will help reset yourself. Uh-huh. And that's the transparent moment that I have for you. All right. And after this well-needed and very um, all-over-the-place episode. Of course. Um, it's I wanna, my brain. I want to say thank you to our guests for coming on today's show. Thank you, Mr. Smith. Thank you, Queen C., um you was with us you weren't for a long time you weren't here with us for a long time but a good time and i appreciate that and to all the listeners thank you for your continued listening and trust me we got some things down the pipeline coming up for the uh for the podcast we're gonna we're gonna let some people know how we feel and we gotta do it on them like how other people feel like you gotta let them know what you're doing so you know that you're the real one but um that being said, we you check us out on all of our social medias at the TNT Pod One Two Three on Twitter, the Truth and Transparency Pod on Instagram, the Truth and Transparency Podcast on Facebook. And if you have any questions, want to be on the show, have topic ideas, or anything you want to let us know about the show, you can email us at Truth and Transparency Pod One Two Three at gmail.com. And like I say always, if this podcast gets no bigger than what it is right now. The culture scientist is forever grateful. Mr. Smith is forever grateful. The Queen C is forever grateful. And I'm forever grateful for you guys supporting this. Um, 
this was a passion project that has grown more than I thought it would, and it can only get bigger from here. And with that being said, guys, um, I'm going to leave you with some wise words from my man, Jermaine Cole. Mr. Smith, play the clip. That's why I got to flex sometimes. Nigga, just try to act like you just not that motherfucking nigga. Like, like, you just really don't do it. How you do it? Like, niggas really try to act like you don't do what you do. Nigga, look you dead in your face and really act like you don't do it to the level that you do it. That's why sometimes you got to come through and just do it at the level that you do it in front of every nigga face so they know the difference between you, the real niggas, and the motherfucking fraudulent niggas, man. Don't never get it fucked up. If a nigga can't do it like you do it, sometimes you got to do it in front of his fucking face so he'll know forever. Damn, that nigga did it how I always wanted to do it and I'll never be able to do it like that. Bitches are different.